0: The Matt Wyatt Show podcast is made possible by Mississippi Land Bank. Buying or selling, make sure you go there first. Online at MSLandBank.com. That's Mississippi Land Bank, where they understand the lay of the land in North Mississippi.
1: Turn up the radio, strap yourself in. Because it's time for the Matt White
2: Show. The guy who's the color commentator for Mississippi State football and SEC baseball. So yeah, he brings a lot to the game. And he's right here. Right now.
0: Two, one, and roll with it. What's up? Welcome in on this Tuesday. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Studio, Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. Better go with the home team. That's right. That's why we, um, your hometown heroes, that's why we call your local Farm Bureau insurance agent your hometown hero. Because it feels like he's a hero and or he or she when they show up and you need them. <laughs> or they pick up that phone when you call them at you know, odd hours if you've had that little fender bender. Hopefully not, but maybe you have a question, anything like that. They got you covered at Farm Bureau. All right, welcome into the show on this Tuesday. Anything goes, hit me up. You can comment on the live stream. Hey to y'all, if you're tuning in on Facebook, YouTube, Periscope, tip of the cap, thanks for tuning in, and feel free to drop a comment, hit submit, or post, and I will see all of them, regardless of how, when, and where you're tuned in. Text me, call me. Call me on the uh, Divini phone. Text me on the country-pleasing text line, 885-ESPN. Give you those numbers throughout the show. So it's Tuesday. You have midweek baseball that is popping up all over the place. In fact, I know for sure that Ole Miss is playing at Louisiana Tech tonight, or this evening, this afternoon, this evening, at Louisiana Tech in Ruston here on this Tuesday. But they're not going to do it tomorrow. More on that in a second. The reason I know they're playing on there today is because I got family in Vicksburg who saw uh, the Ole Miss buses. And the team making a little snack stop over near the Kroger in Vicksburg <laughs> as they uh, kind of stopped halfway, I guess, between Oxford and uh, and Ruston. Uh, so I know they're on the way. They're almost there because just a little bit ago somebody told me. Matt, they're almost there. I just saw them over here at Kroger. <laughs> All right. Uh Sherry on the live stream is saying, is it Friday yet? Hashtag Hail State. Well, no, Sherry, it's not. It's only Tuesday. But if you want, you can pretend it's Friday because you can watch baseball. Mississippi State's going to play baseball. In Starkville here this afternoon, they're going to host Samford from Birmingham. Uh, it was a pretty competitive baseball school. Well, pretty competitive in athletics all the way around. I don't know. I'll have to look them up here for you start times. And Usually midweek stuff is what? For the most part, usually it's around... 6 p.m. first pitch, somewhere in there. So I'm assuming that's probably what we have in Ruston and in Starkville. I'll double-check it here. we got a long way to go with you. Yeah, um, I don't know the exact details on why uh, Ole Miss is not able to play Wednesday. Okay, so they were originally going to play two midweek games at Ruston, today and tomorrow, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then it comes out yesterday, like this is at the Ole Miss website. Uh, Wednesday's game between Ole Miss and Louisiana Tech has been canceled as the Rebel Baseball Program reviews a potential COVID-19 case on the team and subsequent contract tracing with a limited number of players. All right, so Rebels and Bulldogs, Ole Miss La Tech will meet today, Tuesday, 6 p.m. Central Time, at J.C. Love Field, Pat Patterson Park in Ruston, Louisiana. And they open SEC play, 6.30 on Friday night, first pitch against Auburn. And so you go, well, it's hard to figure out logistically, logically, why is it okay if you've got a potential COVID issue on your team, and the way this is worded is that it would be the Ole Miss team, they canceled Wednesday, they are reviewing a potential the Rebel Baseball Program reviews a potential COVID-19 case on the team and subsequent contract tracing. You go, well, how come they would be able to play then on Tuesday but not Wednesday? Seems like it would be the other way around. Like you'd cancel Tuesday, review it, and then see if you could go
3: play on Wednesday. Yeah, once again, you're trying to bring too much common sense into these people.
0: Well, and JB, so uh, don't agree with you. There has to be a good reason for it, though. And so that's my thing. Think so? You would think within the baseball. So I was trying to figure it out. There's got to be something I'm not thinking of, but it must be potentially a pitching staff thing. That's what Hmm. I'm thinking. It must be right. Okay, because if you go, we we've got a potential positive and maybe some contact tracing on our team. We got to review all that. We can play on Tuesday. We, because of this review, we can't commit to play on Wednesday. Well, what that, the only thing that I can figure out in my head would be that must mean, okay, guys who just threw for you on the weekend, pitched for you, they're not going to turn around and pitch again on Wednesday, obviously, because they're on a week's rest or whatever. You must have someone who's not involved in this potential contact tracing who's slated to start a couple guys pitch for you here on this Tuesday, but you're going, we got to review all this because it may turn out we don't have enough available to then turn around and pitch to you on Wednesday also. That's just me guessing, but I'm I'm looking at it trying to figure out this timeline going, it must be potentially contact tracing within your pitching staff is why you could for sure go play Tuesday, but You can't commit to play Wednesday and you feel good about getting ready to go for the weekend. What you hope like crazy is that this is one of those things where it just interrupts one midweek game that was strictly out of precaution. There's no kind of outbreak or big contact tracing throughout your team. Therefore, you're good to go for the weekend, which is the opening weekend of SEC baseball. That's what you hope uh, if you're a baseball fan or certainly if you're, On Ole Miss fan. Now, I've got a lot of comments coming in on the live stream, Facebook, YouTube, Periscope, uh, Sherry, Sven, Saints fan, Jason, Sam, David, coming to y'all. Miko, Mansplain, coming to y'all as well on the Country Pleasing text line. Good questions there. Two different subjects, but good questions. We'll get into that with you on your text. First up, though, I don't want to make Chris hang on any longer. He's hanging on right now on the Davini Equipment phone line. What's up, Chris?
1: How you doing, Matt?
0: I'm good. How are you? Thank you.
1: I'm doing good. Hey, um, first things first, I was listening to your podcast because I don't listen to the show in front of you, so I was listening to your podcast from yesterday, and let me let me break something down for you. We will all say that the girls' team was putrid this year. I mean, there's no other word for it, no effort, just didn't look good at all. Well, that's kind of what that bas- basketball game against. Alabama looked like Saturday. I mean, I got so sick and tired of watching that that I just turned it off and walked away from it. And so, with the Ole Miss Latex thing, is this the? Let me let me get this right. This is the same team that Mississippi State had problems with talking junk out of the the the, the um dugout, right?
3: Um. No, you're talking about Tulane. Yeah, that's
0: right. JB okay. is right. Okay. Tulane is the one that okay. State was going back and forth with.
3: Yeah.
1: Okay. I was just making sure. Yeah. Because I was going to make a comment if it was. But, <laughs> well, um, but anyway, you know what? Go state. We're going to go. Um, hey, I'm going to make a bold prediction and a hot take here, Matt. We're going to go four and one this week.
0: Four and one. Okay.
1: Or, well, three and one. Three and one. Three and one. Three and one. Yeah, three I got one. you. <laughs> right. Only one midweek. Go three okay. and one. All right. And next week's Vanderbilt, right?
0: Oh, is it Vandy in week two? I hadn't looked.
1: No, it's Arkansas in week two. So, uh, how about this? At the end of, at the end of next weekend, state will be number one, and I'll call back and tell you. Hey, remember what I told you at the beginning of the year, and you told me to hold on, pump the break? Yeah, right. About our pitching staff. Mm-hmm. Guess what? We're going to be proving that this weekend and next weekend, and we're going to take over the number one spot. Okay. Y'all have a good day.
0: If thou, if all that happens, Chris, and you call back. I'll just go ahead and tell you. I will not tell you to pump the brakes. How about that? <laughs> I'll just go. I'll tell you to just go ahead and put, you know, pedal to metal. Jet fuel in there. Yeah, pump a little jet fuel in there. No doubt about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's right. Okay, so they're going to host Arkansas to be the opening SEC weekend at home during the week two of the SEC season. So State will go to LSU this weekend and come back and host Arkansas. Uh, after the back-to-back SEC weekend, State will have a nice little long home stretch right there um, after this LSU series this weekend. They'll come back on Tuesday, a week from today, and host North Alabama in a midweek game. Three games at home against Arkansas on a weekend. Home in the midweek against Mississippi Valley State a home series against Kentucky, and then a home midweek on April the 6th against Southern. So once they get past this LSU road trip, they are uh, from March the 23rd until April the 6th, they will play nine straight home games. So you open up on the road, but you kind of get rewarded for it there for uh, all intents and purposes. Okay, uh, real quick here. Let me jump in to some of your comments on the live stream and then I'm coming to your text Miko mansplain hogjow Jonathan everybody coming to y'all real quick here on the uh, country pleasing text line we were talking about it being the weekend Sam said it is for me I'm off to the rest of, uh, off the rest of the week woohoo you got spring break Sam most of the state having spring break this week Sherry said, you're you're not my favorite person today because I told her, hey, it's Tuesday. It's not the weekend. She said, but on a brighter note, I got my second COVID vaccination today. Well, hats off to you. A lot lot of people that are able to get out here and get their vaccination, myself and the homecoming queen will be having that uh, early next week. So many, many people are able to get out here, get in line and get their uh, vaccine if they haven't already done the first one and many getting out here like us, getting the second one and, and getting it behind us. That's good. Sven. Hello to you. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, appreciate that. Let's see here. Sam said, Matt, do you have any thoughts on what has happened to women's basketball? And can we ever get the program back to where it was? So many are upset about the coach and saying lots more players will be leaving that kind of thing. Now, Sam, that goes right in line with the text that we got here on the Country, Please, and text line from Miko. It says, Matt, do you know the reason as to why the MSU women declined the WNIT invite? Yeah. Um, yeah, we can tell them. <laughs> Well, in not so many words. Here's what I would tell you. This is not me report reporting... News from some source. This is Matt just telling you what Matt thinks. Third person there for you. How do you like that? Yeah, I can tell you why they declined the WNIT. It's because of expectations. It's like if you listen to uh, the Gridiron, <laughs> they. No, you're laughing for the wrong reason. That's not the point I was going to make, JB. <laughs> no, I know it. Geez, I, if you listen I, to the Gridiron a few weeks ago, well, actually, a, a, about a week ago, they were having a conversation about that movie mm-hmm. coming to America Two, not coming to America One, but there's a sequel out now, Coming to America Two, or something like that, the sequel to Coming to yeah. America. A lot of the same people in it, and they were saying, "Hey, listen, you know, they built this thing up, and it's just not very good." Chris said, "Oh, I heard a lot of people tell me that it was not good." Beaver goes hey, it's not good and it's not funny. You know that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing about it. Do you know why sequels, follow-ups, you know, 2.0 of remakes of movie? you know why a lot, most of the time a lot of that stuff is not as good as the original because of expectations. That's why. When you went to watch Coming to America the first time, whether it was many years ago in a theater, Or y'all sat down at your TV and watched it on VHS. You rented it from Blockbuster. That shows you how old we all are. Or however you saw it for the first time, you didn't have any expectation. You didn't know what you were watching. Okay, so every joke was new. Every character was brand new. You hadn't seen it before. Okay, the whole thing hits you in the face, brand new, without expectation. And you laughed. And you liked it a lot. Right? And you Mm -hmm. have a really heightened expectation when the second one comes along. And it just doesn't live up to the first one because your expectations had gotten on up there. Now, that's an extreme example. It's an oddball example. I just had it on my mind. But listen, Miko, your question. Matt, do you know the reason as to why the MSU women declined the WNIT invite? One word. Expectations. Now, you
3: know, to me, that's like setting your sights to go to the prom with, you know... Uh, Farrah Faucet coming from my generation and ended up going with Granny. You know, yeah. Your expectations are I want to be the best and I'm not going to settle for second best. So if I can't su- if I if this is what the way I have to go, I'm just not going. If here's another thing, uh, Coach Yo and the Ole Miss
0: women's team, they got in the WNIT. They accepted it, even put out a statement. We're going in here to try to win the the women's NIT. And that is absolutely the right thing for them to do. They are in program building. They are not in program rebuilding. You got to build it once to be able to rebuild it. They haven't built it once yet. They are in program building. They are headed in the right direction, it appears. Doing a good job. They had the upset in the SEC tournament, you know, all those things. And when you have young players and you have a nucleus, they're all coming back and something you're trying to build, an experience you're trying to have for the first time in a long time, what do you do? You embrace that and go use the practice time and use it as an opportunity to put more experience under your belt. Let me tell you something. That's not the same position that the Mississippi State women's team is in. It's not the same position that their program is in. You go, well, they got young players. Why don't they need the experience? You know what? That program doesn't need more games under its belt that look like a lot of the games they played recently. So different programs, different situations. Compare the Mississippi State men to the Mississippi State women. One program is doing what's right for its program at this time, and I believe the other one is too. And I don't believe that turning down an invitation to the WNIT is is an athletics director thing, the president or the AD. I believe it's the coach who makes that decision, whether or not she's going to take that team and go play in the WNIT. You've heard the reports out there that they let it be known a while back, hey, if we don't get in the NCAA, we're not playing in the WNIT. You're you're talking about a program with an entirely different level of expectation coming into the year, and even as bad as this year was, there still remains a certain expectation. And for this team and this program, maybe it is because of some transfers. I've already seen one out here. I don't think it makes any sense for them to continue what has been sort of a bloodletting type of season. It didn't make any sense for state to continue that. I think they're doing the right thing for the program, and that is, whoosh, cut it off. The end. Who's with me? Who's not? You transferring? Are you? Tra- who's, who's who's leaving? Whoever's leaving, get out of here. Do it now. Get on with it. And the rest of us, let's get on with it too. You got to recruit. They are back down to square one and going out here and playing in a meaningless consolation quote-unquote tournament is a waste of time and a waste of effort and a waste of money if you're the Mississippi State women's program. Run tell them I said it. Now I might even make the same argument for the men's team, but I know yesterday some people took exception to that. Who was it? Deacon. <laughs> she called and was like, hey, what's the difference between that and some meaningless bowl game? Well, maybe not a whole lot. At least a bowl game is only one game. And you play a lot less games and get a lot less reps in games for football players than you do basketball players. Okay, but I digress. If one team... Take the men's team at State. They do have young players. They're losing a do, but the rest of the team is going to come back. The leaders of your team are sophomores, okay? Everything cut short for them last year at the end of their freshman year. And you feel like you have the nucleus of a team that could come back and be a lot better next year, okay? Well, it makes sense to go play and play the games and play the games and put up the shots and play the games and put up the shots, all that kind of stuff. It makes sense to do it. I just think if you look at it in reality, because of expectations, now is not the time for that women's team to be running off here playing meaningless games in a meaningless postseason event. It's like I said yesterday, I'm not off of it. I'm kind of tired of the NIT. I'm glad for the play. If I were a player, I'd feel totally different about it. Let's play. I don't care what it's called. I want to play games. I get it. It'd be different if I were a player. I'm not a player. I'm an old ball-headed fan. Tired of the NIT. It's meaningless. For me, Now, maybe it's not meaningless for that player. Maybe it's not meaningless for that coach. But I'm giving you my opinion, not someone else's. So I think that's what you're looking at, Miko. Is they're just trying to do what's best for their program right now. Hey, and keeping that team together to go out here and get embarrassed again. Because let me tell you, that's what had happened. And it would just be another chance on another platform, on another television broadcast, for people to point out and say, look how far they've fallen. Best thing to do is cut it off and move on, which says a whole lot about how things were this year. Just being honest. All right, what else we got? Mansplain was talking about Wednesday. He said, also, severe weather forecast for tomorrow. That may have an impact on Wednesday's game. I think you're right uh man's blame even if you did have a wednesday game um see a lot of people saying that you know it's really setting up to to potentially be a bad bad weather day tomorrow you know we we certainly hope not but you know we do get those this time of year and i guess the best advice for all of us for us and our families for you and your families would be uh make sure you're just tomorrow in a position to have some way to hear and get warnings um assuming we're having a show tomorrow just like normal with no power issues or anything we'll do our best you know we'll keep up with it and do our best to put out information as weather comes through so you know hopefully it does not get as bad tomorrow as some people think it might that's the Amen. best we can hope for as I said, all right, your text messages, Mansplain, Hog Jow, Jonathan, Dog Tired, Three Hump Camel, Ernest, all of y'all, coming to you next. Stick around. Go,
4: go! With more of the Matt
2: Wyatt Show. The guy who, if he's not talking sports, he he's fishing for bass, okay? But he's right here, right now.
0: All right, back with you. Glad to be here with you today on this Tuesday in the Bureau, Farm Bureau Insurance, in the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. I'm Matt. JB is here. We're here, most importantly, though, you are here. Appreciate you tuning in, listening, however, wherever. Feel free to comment on the live stream, call us on the Divini phone, text me on the country, please, and text line. Uh, Coming to a lot of your contacts. I mean, I was reading the word contacts. Coming to a lot of your comments here. Um, On the live stream, David on Facebook said contact tracing requires five days uh, with a clean test. So Wednesday would affect the weekend if we're talking about Ole Miss baseball. and That's that's the iffy thing. Um, We were trying to figure out earlier what kind of COVID issue with contact tracing would make it a situation where Ole Miss would know that and are able to go play today in Ruston, but can't play tomorrow on Wednesday. Um, Whatever it is, David, again, I don't know the details. I can't quite figure it all out. But I do know that whatever they're doing is to guarantee themselves the best opportunity to make sure they get all their games in this weekend against Auburn with SEC play Starting, I, I guarantee you that's the priority in the whole thing. Now today, Ole Miss is playing at Louisiana Tech. I was telling you, I got some family in Vicksburg who saw the Ole Miss buses and the team had made a little pit stop in Vicksburg down there near the Kroger. And uh, one of my family members got out and talked to him. I think saw Coach Bianco and might have saw, uh, might have seen uh, John Rice Plumley walking around out there. So they just made a little pit stop. So we know they're going to play today. They're on the way to Ruston. Not going to play it on there tomorrow. Get home, and that's probably good, too. They can get on back tonight, hopefully beat uh, the storms and some of the severe weather that we are, are expecting to get in the area. Get on back uh, before that happens tomorrow. But on that note, Hogjowl, you're right. Hog Jow on the country pleasing text line, 885-ESPN. It's a 601 number. 885-ESPN, or 885-3776, says... Louisiana Tech is a quality team. Tech beat the Hogs Sunday and could have won two out of three. Uh, they have some studs. Yeah, they, they do. Lane Burroughs, former Mississippi State assistant coach, the uh, head coach there. He's been doing a good job at La Tech for a, a good little while. Uh, and as you said, okay, so that, that first game against Arkansas on Friday, did they play Friday or did they go doublehead or Saturday? Regardless, it was the first game of the series. It was a nine to seven win for Arkansas. High scoring LaTeX had a chance. Now Arkansas dominated game two, won it eight to one, and then you know LaTeX on Sunday able to shut out Arkansas, get a two-zip win. They are a good baseball team. What is their record right now? They're sitting there at nine and five. Uh they had an 18 to 1 win over Air Force. Played LSU early in the year, lost 16 7. Um, swept Southern, swept McNeese. Two midweek losses for LaTex to uh, that same Louisiana Lafayette team, Louisiana, that just got swept by Southern Miss. They have a good team, and they'll take a shot at uh, Ole Miss uh, today there in Ruston. Jonathan texted and said, Hey, Matt, you think any fans are going to show up to the uh, dude for that Arkansas series? My goodness. You know, Jonathan, good question. So what are the dates on that again? I'll look it up. But so not this weekend, but the following. So that last weekend in March. Vaccinations opening up to everybody in the state to get in line for them. Lots of folks as we've already talked about. Got my hand up. Speaking for our family, getting our second shot coming up next week. So um, lots of vaccinations under our belt by the time that one happens.
3: That's a nice pun. Which one? Vaccinations under our (laughs) Yeah,
0: Yeah. Let's see the dates. 26th, 27th, 28th. Yeah, so the last weekend, full weekend there in March. It'll be in Starkville at the dude hosting Arkansas, who right now is ranked number one. Don't expect anything different from Arkansas. We'll see. Um, You know, State's got to play at LSU this weekend. They can just... Go pick up one game. You know, if you win the series down there, that's gravy. You sweep them, that's unheard of. But if you go down there, you win the series, that's gravy. The road series like that in the SEC, it's just about overall from a resume standpoint. Just don't get swept. Pick up one win somehow, some way. And if they do that, come back, host Arkansas. Uh, They actually open up. Arkansas opens up by hosting Alabama this weekend. And they've got scheduled a couple of midweek games with Memphis. Uh, that's next week, going into that state series. So you would expect to have a top five matchup at that point, somehow, some way. Now, I I think um, this is interesting. Tonight on the SEC network on television, if you want to watch baseball, you can watch it tonight. Arkansas is hosting Oklahoma, and they're going to broadcast that thing on the SEC network. Start time, I would think, is somewhere in that six p.m. Central neighborhood. Uh, I got it right here. Yeah, 6 p.m., SEC Network. Watch it on TV. You want to watch Arkansas play tonight? Uh, number one team in the country. A little out-of-conference midweek deal, though, with a power conference team in Oklahoma coming in there. So check that out. All right, back over to the phone line. Divinity Equipment phone line. Davini Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. Your Kubota dealer, the oldest Kubota dealer in the U.S., in fact. It means they've been doing it better longer than than anyone else, right here at Divinity. Highway 51 Madison, Spring Ridge Road in Jackson. We go to Lynn, who's hanging on. Thanks for calling, Lynn. What's up?
4: How about it, Matt? You don't have any good today? Yeah,
0: so far, so good.
4: Good, deal. Well, you spot on about the women's basketball thing, by the way. I didn't call talk about basketball because I'm way past it, but you, you're 100% <laughs> right. But, uh, look, state, since state swapped uh, James and uh, what's his name Forsythe, or yeah. how I pronounce that name, it's short. Yeah, I think they said they made like two errors. The so so the infield's improved. Kind of kind of reminds you of what he did with Foskey a couple of years back. But uh, I don't. I, I, so that's good. The only problem I see state really having now is man, we got pitchers that we can't get innings. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But I mean, we got you got Santo and Bednar and McLeod. You, you're three to go, and then you've got Frisco, and then you've got Smith, and then you've got Sims, and you can just keep on going and going and going and going, and we're striking everybody out. We got to get them in, man, I'm I am. I get more and more excited every time I see them take the field, Matt. Yeah. Uh, it's it's amazing what we can do, and the hitting's coming on good, and we're getting timely hitting, which is more important than just getting it, just just hitting. I think timely hitting is as important as anything.
0: Yeah, I agree but, with you on uh, that. I just want to man. throw
4: my two cents first in right that.
0: Well, and I agree with you. I, I'm the same way. I get more and more excited every time you watch state play because of that pitching staff, and it, you know, it's unreal. Well, and and like we said yesterday, we're trying to trying to not you know. Pump too much sunshine, I guess, maybe is one way to say it, because we do know, I mean reality, the lineups you're about to face week I mean, we're going LSU and Arkansas back to back, okay? I mean, it's about to jack up the competition a whole nother level. We get that, but it's that way every year. But still you don't see many teams, many years, even in the non conference, whose pitching staff just mows everybody down the way this pitching staff has done through that's throughout. That's-
4: that's- 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 Look at Sims. Sims has struck out what thirty through
0: thirty-eight, something like that. You can't do that on a video game. Yeah. Let's see, Landon Sims. Yeah, he's <laughs> struck out thirty batters in forty-two official at-bats. He's pitched eleven and two-thirds innings and struck out thirty. <laughs> yeah, but that's unbelievable. It is, but think about this though. Okay, let me give you a couple of other examples. These are numbers. Okay, he struck out 30 and 11 and two-thirds. Houston Harding, your midweek starter, has struck out twenty. He struck out 23 and 15 and a third. Here's another thing. Christian McLeod, your Friday night starter. We're sitting here, people have talked about Christian as if he's been struggling a little bit. Right? Right. He he struck out 28 guys in 14 and two-thirds innings. I mean... A lot of people would love to "quote unquote" struggle and he's like struggling. that. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, I mean, it really it's, is.
4: I mean, uh, uh, the, the only bad thing is when you when you get up tall like this, it's a long way back to the ground. But so, <laughs> man, I'm excited.
0: Well, I think you have every right to be because, Lynn. Thanks for the call. Here's the reason why you you, you ought to be excited. Is that's what it takes to win? You know the the. Get yourself to Omaha, win, win a league like the SEC, but get yourself to Omaha, and then go out there and win that. Is this is dominant pitching and dominant a, a dominant depth of pitching? You look at what Vanderbilt did two years ago in the College World Series in 2019 with Rocker and those guys. I, I mean, Vandy is a great team throughout, and they had first rounders in their lineup and all this kind of stuff. Okay, that was, great, that was a great team. But the way you go win that World Series is Rocker goes out there and throws like a first pick. And another guy goes out and pitches like a first pick. And, <clears throat> and then throughout, and you bring guys in in the pen and you can't touch them, you win it with pitching. You know, it's kind of mirrors a major league. The way you go win a World Series is you, you win it with pitching. And states got it. A wealth and a depth of guys who miss bats. The same thing for Ole Miss. They've got it. Now, some other teams have it, too. But, like, you look at LSU. I'm not sure LSU has it. They got the offense, but I don't know if they have the pitching. This team has the pitching. I mean, and you're exactly right. The issue they have is, who do we throw? Everybody they've run out there has not just been good. They've been great. I mean, really outside of Sarantola. So, It'll be interesting to follow them going forward. No question about it. Thanks for the call, Lynn. When we come back, we'll head over to the phone line. And I'll get some of your comments on the live stream. A few of your texts still looking at here from hour one. So, y'all, stick around.
1: To present, to present more of the Matt Wyatt Show.
4: We have totally awesome episode for you today.
0: All right, back with you. Rolling along here in hour number one on this Tuesday in the Bureau. The Farm Bureau Studio. Farm Bureau. Go! With the home team, here's a tweet for you I saw out here from Pete Thamel. Y'all know who Pete is. Football, basketball reporter, Yahoo Sports, uh, on and on. Former point guard, jailed in bribery scheme, has a book deal. Merle Code is releasing a, quote, explosive insider account of the dark underworld of college basketball. What do you think? (laughs) I'm just passing it along. Don't shoot the messenger, literally. Okay, coming to your text in a sec. uh, Mailman David said, every time you get a text, it makes me check my phone. LOL, put that thing on silent. Just did it, David. Sorry, I just put it on silent. So you won't be hearing the, the ding anymore today anyway, until I forget tomorrow. All right, Thibodeau, thanks for calling, hanging on the Davini Equipment phone line. What's up, Thibodeau?
3: What's up, man? Just um, enjoying all this baseball talk. Um, I've noticed something in Chris Lamonis' press conferences that makes me laugh. Um, inevitably, there's a reporter, um, at least one, always asks him if he's worried about the lack of hitting in certain games.
0: All right, yeah.
3: And it, it's funny to me because he always responds with, no, no, no. We're winning games by pitching and playing solid defense. That offense comes and ebbs and flows. Like, it's just a conti- consistent no. I'm not worried about it.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. But, and I'm glad to hear him say it because I'm not worried about it either. And the reason I say that is because um, they are hitting. Um, they're not beating people 25 to nothing like other teams are, but all you got to do is win. But I'll tell you what I'm seeing is, obviously, incredible pitching. Uh, the infield is getting better and better. But I'm seeing a team win games that they have to claw at to mm. win. And to me, that that's the third factor in how you win in Omaha. is You pitch it well, and you defend it well, and you have depth of pitching, but you also know how to win a game that's in danger. Right. You know, um, I, I like to make the comparison to this year's Gonzaga men's basketball team. Um, if I was a Gonzaga fan, I would want them to have gotten beat one time before mm. the tournament starts. And sure. I don't mean lose, I mean gotten beat. Yeah, Like there's a difference between losing a game and somebody actually beating you. Well, when you get ready to play the NCAA tournament and you haven't gotten beat, you're likely to get beat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's exactly right no question about it and I mean how often does the the number one overall odds on favorite go and win the whole thing anyway I mean it just frankly it doesn't happen very much that's a good point yeah well, I mean, you, if you're, you you kind of want to get it behind you or you want your guys to have that experience I think uh that's that's a good yeah, point
3: i I just I, I enjoy watching them have to try really hard at least once a weekend because you know that's coming mm-hmm Yeah, you know,
0: that's right. Um, well, you're right. And you know what, Thibodeau, Chris Lamonis is exactly right. He's seen it. It's kind of like if you were to make a football analogy back to the point you made about him always being asked, Okay, your offense and the hitting, you're worried. No, I'm not, it'll come around. Well, it's like the old thing historically of early in football practice, the defense being ahead of the offense. Sort of thing, and just by nature, you know, the defense is playing without the ball. The offense is playing with it. So, the time it takes to work things in the sync on offense is a little different than what it takes on defense. Sometimes, especially when you're competing against each other early in practice and the early scrimmages and some of those, it's why coaches in football are always a little bit apprehensive. They're like, "Well, okay, this is our first fall scrimmage, and our offense really played well." Well. Should I be really happy about my offense, or should I be worried about my defense? Because normally defense right. is better. Or, you know, that. so that's kind of the point you're making. And he's seen it. Anybody that's followed baseball has seen it. The scenario that you most of the time see for teams that make runs late in the year and into the postseason because they're playing their best at the end of the year is more typical to this situation. They have dominant pitching. It's like pitching travels really well and offensively if there's a struggle, it's early and they don't struggle late. We've seen it before with state teams and I I think he's seen it a bunch. Right now there's no need to be worried.
3: No, uh, none at all.
0: So good stuff, Thibodeau. Thanks for the call, man. Thanks. Um I was looking at this too, you know, state late. In ball games, When trailing, when behind, after seven innings, State is two and three this year. But you could extend that and go, when behind, after eight innings, they're two and three. They've won a couple of games even though they are trailing. They only had three where they were trailing after eight you know, eight and lost it, but five total and they won two of those. So had a couple of comebacks. Those were both, I guess, walk-offs that happened late in the ballgame. When you pair that with when they are leading after eight innings, they've won all of them. They're eleven to no. They haven't blown anything late in ball games. The other thing is too, all these wins that they have when holding the opponent, you know, to little to no hit run production whatsoever. Again, that pitching is such a luxury because there no, there isn't pressure, really, on that offense to go out night in and night out and go out and score eight, nine runs. You want to be uncomfortable, go find me a team. Well, like LSU. PRG talking about LSU's bullpen has been awful, and they have. They haven't pitched it well. You're pulling your hair out right now if you're an LSU fan because you know no matter who you play, whether it's Texas or Texas-San Antonio, you got to score 10, 12, 13 runs to win. That's not where you want to be. Paul, on the Davini Equipment phone line. Paul, thanks for calling. What's up? Hey, Paul, are you there? I don't hear Yeah, he, Paul. he was.
3: I don't know what happened. Let me check the phone. Okay. Go
0: ahead. Okay. All right, let's see here. Uh, country, please, and text line. Country, please, and sausage on grocery store shelves throughout the southeast. It is the best sausage, period. I put a brand new package of jalapeno and cheddar in the fridge this morning. Fresh in from Kroger, Tupelo, Mississippi. Dog tired in Florence, Mississippi says, what was Vic Schaefer's record at the same age as Nicky McCray? Young coaches have to develop their own winning culture. Vic didn't just show up at MSU with all that in place. He implemented a program he developed over time. Uh, he's probably a 20-, 20, 25-year senior coach to Nikki McRae. And I, that's a great point. I mean, it really is a great point. You know, those old guys, old coaches, men and women, regardless of the sport, they've kind of seen it come and go. They've been through the ringer, and, and that's why experience is important. But I think the biggest problem is how precipitous the fall was this year, uh, dog-tired, is it? it really – it's going to force them to answer some difficult questions on the recruiting trail and elsewhere. That's just the situation they're in. And whether they answer them or not uh, really boils down to two things. One, how much do you believe in yourself? And two, how good are you at going and implementing what you believe in? That's really what it comes down to. All right, Paul is back on the phone. i got about a minute or two here, Paul. Thanks for calling back. What's up? Actually,
2: I didn't call back. I apologize had the mute button pressed. No, no I didn't problem.
0: That's it. all right. You you listening to me How the way been? I watch TV? I mute it.
2: Yep. How you been?
0: Good. It's good to hear from you.
2: Well, listen. I want to clarify what's going on with the whole Miss situation and why they canceled the Wednesday game.
0: Yeah, help me out there. Thank uh, you.
2: The reason was or is the COVID nineteen is affecting only relief pitchers. Mm -hmm. There's been one relief pitcher that has tested positive, and two or three more that they think are going to have to go into quarantine. So as a result of that, um, they did not want to play two games in a row in the middle of the week, not knowing what they would have available on the weekend.
0: Makes total sense. Makes total sense, and and somebody texted earlier Paul and said that the the whole contact tracing thing—they give you like five days to then get a clear test, and then you're you're out uh, of it. And and that if they yeah, stop uh, now, maybe they can make sure they get those guys, or hopefully get them for the weekend.
2: Yeah, it, and the and the uh, relief pitchers that are in question are potentially in quarantine. Were had been in quarantine since Sunday. So Friday, they would be able to come back and pick. Okay. But uh, until then, you know, they've they've got a lot less arms in the bullpen, so they didn't want to play two midweek games and risk uh, potentially not having enough arms to go for the weekend.
0: That makes total sense. Total sense. And we were I was doing my best to kind of speculate and figure it out and we sort of got close. All I, ca- all, only in conclusion I came to, Paul, was that it had to be something with the depth of the pitching or affecting it. But
2: yeah, I heard, I heard you earlier talk about that, and you're exactly right, and that's exactly what it is.
0: Good. Well, and hope I say good. Hopefully, it's a thing where it is all good by the weekend, and they can just move on uh, free and clear. Paul, thank you, man. Appreciate it. Hotty Dottie. Hail state. <laughs> Love you, Paul. <laughs>
3: The man with the microphone gets the last
0: one. (laughs) That's it. That'll wrap it up for hour number one. Hour two coming your way right after this. Stick around in the Farm Bureau studio.